Yes, Father God, we praise you and thank you that the war has already been won, that Jesus Christ has defeated our enemy death and destruction and brought us into the place of eternal life because of his obedience, because of his love for you and your love for him and us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us purpose and an identity, for giving us sonship, becoming sons and daughters of the Most High God. We thank you, Lord God, for giving encouragement to the people who are listening today. Many are floundering, discouraged, doubtful, alienated, alone, Father God, and that's not your desire for them. So bring them up out of the darkness, out of the fear, out of the loneliness, into the fullness of your presence and your love. And I thank you for giving Jerry and I understanding, connecting the dots through your word, through your spirit to talk about what we're going to be talking about this week, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to welcome you to Rescue Radio and introduce our topic for the month of September, which is spiritual warfare, because September actually, believe it or not, is a month of warfare, bloodshed, and violence. A beautiful month, uh, full of harvest and pretty colors, but it's also underneath a, a, a war. Uh, for the month of September. So we're going to be talking about spiritual mathematics. Yeah, um, spiritual mathematics. Kingdom, Does that have anything to do with spiritual warfare? mathematics. Oh. So, I mean, I, I didn't like math in school. Well, a lot but, of people don't like but math. But I understand that there is a, a, a math principles. in the kingdom of God principles, and yep. we're going to mm-hmm. begin rolling through those today. The first, there's an equation, yep. okay? Right. There's the, an equation. First of all, we're going to Math talk. always has equations, right? There's, there's, there's always equations, equations and numbers. The one thing about equations is if you don't have the right equation, and you can plug in numbers all day long, but if you don't have the right equation, for example, to I, um, measure the area of a, of a rectangle or a square, if you don't have the right formula, the right uh, equation, you will never get... The, the right, right answer. answer. Yeah. So there is one equation that um, is so prominent in the Word of God, and Jesus gave us that in John chapter um, chapter what, what? chapter eight, eight verse uh, 32. verses thirty one and thirty two. Yeah. He yeah. said, and Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, "If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free." Mm-hmm. So. Set you free, make you free. So the equation there is truth equals freedom. Right. So and and freedom equals truth. So an equation, I mean, it's equal. You can read it both in ways. Math, yeah. In math, they have in these math. little absolutes and these little things. I don't know what the postulants or whatever they call them. But anyway, um, that you can read an equation both ways, backwards and forwards, and it still equals the same thing. So Jesus, the, the is, the equal sign in that equation is... Um, e- truth equals freedom. Equals fr- truth is freedom. Freedom is truth, and freedom brings with it the fruits of righteousness, peace, and joy. So when you're walking in truth, you're going to be walking in freedom, and which means you're going to be walking in righteousness, peace, 
and joy. And these are three commodities that are very rare in the world today. Righteousness. People are all worried about who's to blame and how do I take responsibility and it's your fault and where does righteousness come from and do I have to work harder? Did I do enough? All those issues of righteousness create anxiety, which takes away our peace, which depletes us of joy. Joy is confidence, strength, you know, exci- you know, it's strength is what it is. So our first equation um, let's just let's just play with that for a minute. If if um, if truth equals freedom and freedom equals truth, now truth. We live in an age of opinions, human opinions, traditions of men. But there is truth. There is objective, absolute, absolute truth, mm-hmm. obje- objective truth. Jesus said, "I am the way." The, the truth. truth and the life. Now, what about the opposite part? If free, truth equals freedom and freedom equals truth, what what about? Well, the opposite is opposite of truth is lies, mm-hmm. and opposite of freedom is bondage. So then you could say bondage, uh, uh, believing lies, lies equal bondage. Read that backwards. You say bondage equals lies. Lies equal bondage. So if you are in bondage to something, according to the scripture, according to the word of Jesus, you are believing lies. This is the bottom line. The, the, the kingdom of God is done in ones and twos, just ones and twos. Well, three for if you want the Trinity in there, but ones and twos, you know, and ultimately the one is the truth that Jesus is the truth and the, and, and his is the lie is the opposite of the truth. So Everything the devil does, everything the devil has to work with, the only, only thing, it's very simple, the only thing the devil has to work with is the lie. Lies. And the mm-hmm. lies are told to us by fear, because fear is the opposite of love. God mm-hmm. is love, the devil mm-hmm. is fear. Love is more powerful than fear, but Satan has all kinds of accessories to his you know, domination. He can create fear in our minds, in our hearts, and opinions, and through the media. He can create a you know just just ram us into the ground with all kinds of fear. But the truth will set you free because it's it's built on the love of God. So another aspect, and and all these all these uh, blend together. All these intersect and uh, mm-hmm. are coordinated together. But. There are two kingdoms. Okay, we have one equation. Mm-hmm. Okay, truth sets you free, freedom. So the one more thing on that equation, truth. Uh, truth equals freedom. The question is, if the lies bring bondage, and the question is really the one question is, what are the lies? What are the lies mm-hmm. that fear is telling me that cause me to pull back, to be anxious, to be uh, alone, to be fearful, to be uh, weak, whatever. So what are the lies? So you, you can ask the Lord, because, because the interesting thing is you have one identity, and that is the identity given to you by God. So you can talk to God, Jesus and my sheep know my voice. So begin to say to God, okay, um, you said my sheep know my voice in John chapter 10. Uh, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? What, what, what's the lie I'm believing here that's causing me to pull back, to be afraid of what they're going to think, to be caught in this tangled up mess, this marriage situation? What is the lie or lies I'm believing? So that's, that's the, the power of the equation. Yeah, detect the lies. Um, Ask Jesus to show you what they are because he's, he talks and, to us. And then you know, <clears throat> embrace the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, it's it's, he, a, it's a little more than that, but that's the simplest uh, way to put it. Yeah, and that's what we're what we're doing here today. Just trying to you know the basics. S- not trying to doing. We're talking basics here. Mm-hmm. Okay, one equation. 
two kingdoms. Yeah. Okay. There are how many kingdoms are there? Only two. Only two. Absolutely. Only two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of God, the kingdom of Satan. Mm-hmm. You know, and and how do we know this? Well, from the scripture, mm-hmm. Jesus said in John three three, speaking with Nicodemus at, at a nighttime meeting, one on one, he said, "Except a man be born again, mm-hmm. he cannot see the kingdom of God." So there's mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. It's a kingdom of God that is seen once you experience a, a, a spiritual rebirth. That's good. And and Jesus said. When he was standing in, in John 18 and verse 36, when he was standing before Pilate, he was saying, Pilate was saying, well, what is truth? And, you know, do you have a kingdom? And he says, my kingdom is not of this world. Yeah, he but- says, if my <clears throat> kingdom was of this world, my servants would be fighting, physically fighting mm-hmm. uh, for it, a- advancing it. Uh, so there's a, what Jesus also said. Is, yeah, it's not of this world. Mm-hmm. And what you re- re- referenced earlier, Marjorie, um, Romans fourteen seventeen is that the kingdom of God, the the rule of God, you, two words, mm-hmm. kingdom, mm-hmm. the king, and then the domain of the king of the king. Mm-hmm. Kingdom of his God, the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but it is righteousness, righteousness peace, peace and, joy. and joy in the Holy Spirit. Also, Jesus said, you know, going on this concept of two kingdoms versus three. The the three the third kingdom is a, is the one that we put was is a kingdom of disorder, confusion, uh, accidents, f- things we can't explain. We throw everything. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And it's just that kingdom of confusion and that's that actually shuts you down and you don't have any direct, uh, con- clear or concise way to move forward. Jesus said. He uh, he says in Matthew chapter 12, he who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters abroad. The, the third kingdom was in, invented actually by Satan to become a place where he can throw in all kinds of things that we think we have no power over, like fate or fate, accidents, luck, mental illness, mental uh, illness yeah, just um, bad luck, things mm-hmm, like that, that we, mm-hmm. that we just, but... Those things also have to submit to the Lord God. So there are only two kingdoms, the kingdom that is God's and the kingdom that is not God's, the things that are not God's. Satan has his kingdom, and those things in his kingdom do not serve or or perpetuate the goodness, righteousness, peace, and joy of God. So for some folks, it's hard to detect, okay, if they know that there are two kingdoms, right, and but they're they're kind of operating at the same time. A lot yeah, of times they're yeah. operating at the yeah. same place at mm-hmm. the same time doing opposite things. That's right. So there can be confusion. Okay, which kingdom is this from? So, so well, let me give you an example okay, of that. Go ahead. So, so you have your, you know, you know, we're saved, seated with Christ in heavenly places. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But at the same time, as we're seated in heavenly places, we're also seated sometimes in the dentist's office or in the rush hour traffic, and those are not heavenly places. So we get, those are, you know, that's the, that's the interaction of the two kingdoms. That doesn't prove a third kingdom. There is no third kingdom, but Satan wants you to believe it's just me. It's just an accident. And so, but the thing is your computer operates on two, an on switch and an off switch, and this is all there is. But when people throw, oh, well, it's, it's mental illness. Well, then Jesus said in, Je- in Matthew chapter seven, by their fruits, you shall know them. So what is the fruit? What comes out of mental illness, torment, trauma, uh, brokenness, uh, confusion, um, 
broken identity. Is any of that from the kingdom of God? No. So if you will be so so wise as to toss away that third kingdom, say everything is either from heaven or hell. And 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 pe- people say, and I've heard this said, and I, everything is not the devil. All right, everything is not the devil. I have lilies in, growing in my garden. I have grapes growing on the vines. Those are not of the devil. Uh, but the thing is, ultimately, everything is served in one of those two kingdoms, will render and become part of one of those two kingdoms. And well, there, so... You know, there's spiritual roots to everything. Right. There are spiritual roots to everything. Satan mm-hmm. has tried to mess up everything. But if people say, well, it's just this or it's just that, you take it out of the arena of being truth or, or lie. You take it into an, another, an unknown arena where there is no power. And so when people say everything we're not saying everything is the devil but we're saying if it is not god and if it's not in god's kingdom it is in the devil's kingdom so by their fruits you shall know them so you reduce down whatever it is you're thinking feeling saying doing that's being done to you reduce it down to its lowest here we go common denominator in math here we go and it is going to either come from heaven or hell it's either going to come from fear or faith it's either going to come from God or the devil. And it's not that complicated. But people have not walked in that concept of it being two kingdoms. They say it, they give lip service to it, but they don't really operate their lives to sort it out. For example, when you have things coming out of your mouth or things are coming out of someone else's mouth towards you, you can say under your breath or to yourself, who's talking? Mm-hmm. Who's talking? Who said that? Was that the, Were those words... Was that from the Holy Spirit? Was that accusation? Was that lie? Was that from God? No. And so you know right away, well, who's talking then? Well, it's got to be something other than the person. The person is standing there. Something is using their mouth to speak to you. That's what Paul said when he meant, when he said, Romans 7.20, if I am doing, or you could say saying, if I'm doing or saying what I do not want to say, it is no longer I who am doing it or saying it, but the the sin that dwells within me, the lie, the lust, the, the perversion, the, the anger, that's dwelling within that person has taken over their words and is now speaking through that person's mouth. Now you're looking at the person and thinking they're saying it to you. Well, it's coming out of their mouth. Well, it must be them. Well, it is coming out of their mouth, but not everything that comes out of your mouth, hopefully, is sourced in you and in God. Some of it is sourced in profanity and lying, and that is not God's kingdom. So we have to realize that there are things sourced within us that are not us, as Paul said, that are causing us to do what we do not want to do. Romans seven twenty. check it out. And then he says, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death, from this operating system, from this this other system that's operating within my system. I'm, I'm the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within me. And there's another kingdom immersed within there that's trying to thwart and, and divide me. And, and set me up to be in opposition to myself. So Satan is the prince of this world. And confusion. Jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords. Satan is the prince of this world. Um, the god of this he, world, He's actually. the god of this world. It's interesting. Ephesians 2.2, 2, he says, uh, beginning with verse 1, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of, of this, this world. world. Mm-hmm according to the prince of the power of the air, mm-hmm. that's Satan, the mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. who now works in the sons of disobedience. Of disobedience. Yep. So he says, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature 
the children of wrath just as others. So, And also God says you can't serve God and mammon. So again, another, I, I, Jesus said in Revelation, says, I would that serve. you were hot or cold yep. because you're lukewarm. And there's no such, there's no position of lukewarm. You're either in or you're out. You're either saved or you're not. You're either on the bus or not on the bus. It's, you know, it's, it's, it, it's not a, you know, it's not an option. It's black and white. It's not gray. It's not shades of gray. Some things cannot be disputed. And the the truth is there are two kingdoms. And so when you start to mess with, well, I don't know, where's I don't know from? Where's confusion from? Is it from heaven? It says there's no confusion in heaven. So obviously we have to be a little more discerning in what we're saying and where we're where we, those sources are are coming from and and why do we cling to this idea of there being a whole system that operates outside of God's sovereignty which we would call the I don't know kingdom or the confusion or the mental illness or the accidents it cannot be but why do we prefer that because then we live and walk in a place of Ultimate, Confusion. with no answers. Mm-hmm. Math will bring you answers if you have the right formulas, you put in the right numbers, and you, you work the process according to the, the principles. So one equation, mm-hmm. two kingdoms, mm-hmm. God's kingdom, Satan's kingdom, and then there's one war. One war. One war. It's not, a, it's not a theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. This is a, an actual fact. This has been going on all since day one war. of our creation. all-out war. Since Satan showed up in the, in the Garden of Paradise, it has been going on, and it is relentless, and it has not changed. Uh, maybe the, the, you know, maybe the tactics, the weapons, they're more sophisticated now. Satan can actually kill us more quickly now. Uh, with with you know all, all of his weaponized everything, but there's still the war. It's the same war that started in the garden, and when Jesus died on the cross, that didn't end the war. It it just it just changed the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Ephesians six twelve for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, yeah. but against principalities, against yeah. powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the, in the heavenly, heavenly places. places. So there's a whole host rank. of wickedness. There's hosts. There's there's ranks uh, ranks mm-hmm. of of spiritual enemies Beings, that, are, entities, that we're dealing with mm-hmm. in, that do in, different things. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not. But we think human. we are constantly we set up to do that. Humans are our enemies, right. and our, and right. the humans are not our enemies. Uh, the the spirits that are motivating yeah. them, influence, influencing them, are. Yeah are the enemy. Yeah, and that's so, why we need to forgive the humans and let the Lord judge the demons that are operating through them. Many of you are being under the practice, there's witchcraft is being practiced against you. It's not that woman, it's not that man. It is the demon that's operating in them and through them, and it's coming from them. It's coming through a portal of insecurity. They don't know who they are. Every witch is the most insecure. That is the most insecure person you'll ever meet because they don't know who they are and they have to control everything to have power so that they can make sure their little world is safe because they've been hurt. And so they don't trust God and the basic lie under witchcraft is it's up to me. So there's another, everything is pretty simple. It's, It's fear or faith, fear or love. And so in this war, Paul told Timothy about the war. He just straight out said it. He said, therefore, you must endure, uh, 2 Timothy 2, mm-hmm. 3, and 4, um, you must endure hardship as a what? Good soldier of Jesus Christ. Yep. No one engaged in warfare, engaged in warfare. So there's enduring hardship, Engaging. being engaged in warfare, mm-hmm. for warfare, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself 
with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as soldier. Look at all the E words I'm reading from the New King James Version. Enduring, and to endure, be engaged, Mm -hmm. don't be entangled, and you are enlisted. Mm-hmm. So you're you're enlisted when you basically when you gave your life to Jesus, you enlisted in the war. Yeah, it's Re- not really whether you, whether you realize it or not. We, you enlisted in the war. Yeah, we well we we actually think we're a, we're a volunteer army. You're really not. If you're volunteering, you're you're not really invested. And going back into Second Timothy again in the same chapter. Uh, Verse 24, it says, And the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. Old King James says, correcting those who are in opposition to themselves. Here's 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 the warfare in a nutshell. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth, that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. So the whole war in a nutshell is we're being taken captive by the enemy to do his will if we refuse to repent, if we refuse to come into the truth. There's the truth versus the lie again. So they will, repentance means brings you to knowing the truth. People don't have, repentance is not, you know, I'm sorry. Repentance is change your mind and step into the truth. Let go of the lie, confess the lie, confess I have been believing a lie, I have been trying to do it myself, I have been blaming someone else, I have been blaming myself, these are all lies, confess those lies and say, God, forgive me for believing those lies, because I want to know the truth, you are the truth, Um, that they may come to their senses and escape the snare. The snare of the devil is, he uses that snare against our five senses, against reality, he uses reality to make us look like, feel like we're doing something wrong, it's my fault, blah, blah, blah. And so check that out. Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty-four, five and six. First Timothy chapter six, verses eleven and twelve. But you, O man of God, again Paul writing to Timothy, flee these things, these ungodly things, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of what is it? Faith. Faith. Lay hold of eternal life. life to which you were also called and having confessed mm-hmm. the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Actually, so, yeah, God this is appointed us fight. to eternal life. Yeah, it's a good fight of faith. Are we, are we going to keep believing the Lord? The promises well, of God. Faith is believing mm-hmm. the promises of God. That's what happened with Abraham. He first believed, and then he, you know, and he left the early Chaldees, and he took off and followed the Lord, and that was his journey of faith, and he did it because he believed the promise that God was going to make him the father of many nations, give him children. Um, and so he just went off and believed God. And it took a long, long, long time for all these promises to come to fruition. And some of them are still in the process of coming to fruition in his life. But nonetheless, it was his faith, not his works. It was his faith in the promises of God, believing that, that God was telling the truth that caused him to be righteous, that brought him that righteousness. So we're sharing with you today about one equation, one equation, not mm-hmm. occasion, <laughs> one equation, two kingdoms, one war. And then in that war, you know, Satan's objective. Yeah. Uh, his, well, yeah. His, his, John 10, 10, he's there 
as a thief, Jesus referred to him, to steal, kill, kill and, and destroy, destroy any way he can. Right. So yeah. in a war, if you're understanding, you need to know your, your, your enemy. You need to know what his objectives are, what his targets are, what, what, what's his MO, what, what are, how does he function, what, what does he look like, what are his weapons. Um, and, and so just being more, way more attentive to what's going on and not be so casual because of in, in, if we don't acknowledge that there's a war, you will become a casualty in that war. So the two objectives are the, of the enemy are simple. There's, again, ones and twos. The simple objective of the enemy is to, well, the ultimate is to what? Number one, and one and only, blow up the bridge. That would or be the relationship. Us. Yeah, the, the relationship between us and God, that's the bridge. And the bridge has two ends. One end is God, where the other end. So Satan, is, his two objectives are to create w- war, blow up the bridge, separation, I- alienation, isolation, unbelief, uh, break up the relationship between us and God by getting us to believe, number one. We believe lies about God. Yeah, it's about God, that God is not good, not good all the time. We go back to the He's, beginning, right, with with uh, yep. his, he came as a serpent in the garden. Satan did. He said, Satan did, and he said to Eve, he said, well, listen, God, basically saying God is not good because he's keeping you from information that yep. he, he doesn't want you to have this. Right. But if you will eat of this fruit on this tree. Forbidden tree. For, forbidden tree, you will have the knowledge. So you have to do your, for yourself mm-hmm. what God has not given you. So mm-hmm. God has withheld things from you. So you have to get in and do it yourself. It's up to me. That's where because that lie comes from. Because he's basically, he's lying to you. The liar is saying God is lying to you. Yeah, right. That he's exactly. not good. Mm-hmm. And that's the one of the issues that God is not good, that he's mean. He's just on our out case to get constantly. You, test you. He's out to get us, so you we know. better run away from him as quickly quickly as we and can. And this is preached in almost every church and every Sunday and every every message is something about, you know, be good, God's watching, you know, he's you're in trouble. Um, this is just, this is regurgitating what Satan has taught us from infancy on that, you've, you've that you're not again. loved right. and you're not you, good enough. Right. You failed again this week. But the gospel of grace and good news is gospel of Jesus completing the law. He finished the law. He satisfied the law and says, no, no, no. We got to bring that law right back in because I have no leverage. Otherwise, how do I make the people feel bad and guilty for their sins? So people are not, not comfortable with not feeling guilty. People are trained uh, programmed to feel guilty, uh, to get in trouble, that they're they're in trouble, um, that you know the the next shoe is going to drop any second, and another another bad thing's mm-hmm. going to happen. And God's going to, you know, and, and you can't trust God. Instead of really realizing we walk hand in hand with God, Jesus is with us. His Holy Spirit is inside of us. We can know the path. We don't have to go to the woodshed and get a spanking every twenty seconds. We can be obeying God by listening to what His Spirit is communicating with our spirit, and we can walk in the Spirit as Jesus did. And Jesus never got in trouble. He was in trouble, like when he went to the wilderness. He was in trouble in front of the Pharisees and blah blah blah. But he was never in trouble with God because he never disobeyed God. So when you walk in the Spirit with God, yes, you will have in this world you'll have tribulation, obviously, but. It's not coming from God. It's not because God is trying to teach you a lesson or test your faith or whatever. These opportunities, and it says God chastens us. What that means is God is permitting Satan to do his best to try to wreck you when God is there to protect you. And so the chastening is really 
just like with, with Abraham or with Moses or with anybody. The chasing is enduring that fiery trial, believing that God is faithful to complete the work he's begun in you and get you out of it without you know you being destroyed or even set back. So all the chasings become a good thing because they become God's way to perfect, refine. Uh, you are perfected, but to refine. Jesus, it says Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Jesus didn't disobey ever, but he learned, he had opportunities to practice obedience through the things he suffered. And when you and I are suffering, you're, you have opportunities to learn to, to, to practice following Jesus, even in the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And we, not, we don't like hard stuff, but that's what it is for now. So two of the, uh, the second objective, yes. Is to, for the enemy, okay, Satan wants to get us to believe lies about God. Mm-hmm. And then another, the second one, number two, would be to get us to believe lies about ourselves. Absolutely. That, that we are not, you know, to get away from the facts of the matter is that we were created in the likeness and image of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's something that we were created male and female yep. in the likeness and image of God. And, and, and basically we see it around our culture getting totally away from that The image concept. of God, it's defilement. Not it, knowing our true identity. identity. Where we come from. Where we come mm-hmm. from, who yep. we are, what we're here for. We're, we're, we are actually defined many times. There's only two ways to define you. Uh, God defines us by where we're from. Jesus said in some places, you know, they say, Lord, Lord, he says, I don't know where you're from. And and so it's where we're from. That's our origin defines our identity. The other way to define people is through their performance. And that's how Satan does it. Satan defines people by how well they do and how well they don't. And he sets you up. He, you know, you've got to be perfect, got to prove, got to, you know, compete, got to whatever, whatever. And then he does everything he can to sabotage and undermine you so that you don't win. Uh, and then you feel bad. And the other, so the, the whole point is his basic gospel, Satan's gospel is based on deserving, on works, on earning. And then it becomes a debt. God owes you salvation because you earned it. That's not the way it works. God's salvation is a free gift that God gave us, you know, and he gave it to whosoever wants it. Anybody who wants it can have it. doesn't matter if you're good, bad, or, you know, from the backside of the tracks or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. If you ask and you want, you get because you're made in the image of God. Now we're made in the image and likeness of God. And so when Satan is defiling people, you know, making them, uh, trashing them through sicknesses, diseases, cancers, obesity, alcoholism, drugs, addictions, dying, uh, hopelessness, uh, nervous wreck, what he is, he is actually attacking us because we carry the image of God. We're the image carriers of the image of God, and Satan hates us. He hates our DNA. He hates the fact that we are made higher than the angels, that the angels, which was who Satan was, Lucifer, he, that they are subservient to us, and Lucifer did not like that. He did not want that. He wanted to be the top dog, and when God just decided to make us in his image, which was kind of a, you know, this, Lucifer wasn't thinking that was going to happen. He thought, we got this all set. We're right here on top. You know, this is all good. If I take one more giant step, I can be God myself. And so when God put man in the equation, he Satan gave, freaked out. Yeah, because he gave us dominion That's over right. the earth. He That's gave right. mankind and, and so actually, dominion. we had 
power and and authority and dominion in the garden. And then when when we sinned, Satan stripped the got the keys, he got the power, he got the authority, and to then it was then it was a real a real a real wrestling match. You would either submit to the devil and go off and kill your brother, or you'd stand and believe God like Abraham and the patriarchs did. So it was always a wrestling match. But when Jesus died on the cross, he went down to hell, got the keys back, gave them back to the church, the followers of Jesus Christ. And so now we again have the power to um, to bind and loose, to forgive our enemies, declare the kingdom, take authority over things. And, and yet people are sitting in such terrible messes because no one uses their power and authority to forgive, to bind, to loose, to to uh, uh, forbid things, to prote- protect, to promote. For example, when you see these negative reports coming through the news all the time, I just did another one this morning, I can't remember what it was. Um, some, you know, oh, I think it was, never mind. You all know what the next, you know, threat is on the horizon. And I just forbid it. I said, no, you won't, devil. That is not mm-hmm. going to happen. We bind and forbid this plot plan uh, for, of the enemy, which is now in plain view. He's telling us what he's doing. Don't give a passive agreement to it. Resist it in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Resist it mm-hmm. in the spirit. You you know, I'm scared of what people say. doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. Resist it in the spirit of God. Say, no, you won't, devil. I forbid you to bring back this da-da-da, and you cannot in Jesus' name. I forbid it through the blood, the name of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb. Okay, so we're running out of time here, and we've only got through half our list. So we're going to cut this into a part two. So the kingdom, the spiritual warfare, the kingdom of God, uh, the the ones and twos, the, the spiritual mathematics. Let's just review real quick. There is... Yeah, one one, one equation, right? Truth versus lies. Yeah. Two kingdoms, God's kingdom, Satan's kingdom. One war. We're all in that one war. Two objectives. Satan wants to get us to believe lies about God and lies about ourselves. And his primary target is to burn the bridge, blow up the bridge, yep. which mm-hmm. is destroy our relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. And um, so next time, well, we'll the, take we'll define more of oh, these. There's, yeah, there's more of this stuff. There's yeah. one rule. Just one before rule. we end, we'll get to the rule and we'll we'll elaborate on that next time. The rule, the rule. If you want to check in your your Bible, is Romans six sixteen. Whom we yield ourselves, servants to obey, that's who slave we become. There's one rule. If you listen to the liar, you, you become the property slave of the liar. Jesus says he who commits sin becomes the servant of sin. Um, so if you listen to the liar, you become the property of the liar. If you listen to the Lord, you become the Lord's servant or the devil's slave, whichever you like. So, Father, we thank you for this uh, mathematical lesson, the spiritual warfare. We thank you, Jesus for giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive. And may these words encourage people today. Jesus, you said, my sheep know my voice. I pray that you'd begin to speak to them. I pray they'd begin to ask so they can hear what you have to say. And Father God, we thank you again for each one here in Jesus' name. Amen. Also, check us out at liferecovery.com. We have lots of teaching materials. God on Trial, the audio drama, which is great for you know teaching evangelism. Okay, God bless you now. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.